All right. So what, what app are you doing and how does it generally relate or rate on different review sites? So I'm doing the CK12 app. Um, and so first I went to Amazon to check how it rated on there and it didn't really have like an actual website rating. It just had some of the different textbooks that CK12 puts out. Um, and most of the ratings are actually pretty high. Um, many of them were rated uh, three and a half stars and up. Like the lowest one I saw was three and a half stars, but most of them were like four stars wow. and up. Um, and so I wanted to get a better rating for the actual website though. So then I went on to Common Sense Media and EdSearch. Mm -hmm. And so on Common Sense Media, it was rated four stars for ages eight plus uh, by parents, but it was only rated one star for ages 15 plus by kids. So okay. I think just like the age gap kind of, if you tried to use it with kids that were older, they didn't really like it. Okay. Um, EdSearch didn't really have any ratings though. Um, they only had two reviews, but they didn't have like a rating attached to the review. Um, but the reviews were pretty good. They thought they were pretty, it was a pretty good website overall. Okay. And sorry, going back, did you, for like the positive reviews, was that from teachers or parents or a mixture of both? It was like a mixture of both. Okay. That's cool. Um, so what does CK12 offer students? So basically it has different lessons and practice tools for your students uh, to be able to use um, and they can choose what they want to do um, on their own account. Um, but then once they go into your class, then you can, they can see which assignments they have for the different types of lessons. Um, and there are lots of different topics available. Uh, such as science, math, social studies, and photography. And you can even pick some different countries that they have the textbooks in the different languages for wow. uh, people who speak English. Um, so in like the different categories, um, like in science, they have kindergarten through fifth grade science, and then they have earth science, life science, physical science, biology, chemistry, and physics. And then under the math category, there's first grade through eighth grade math, and then algebra one, geometry, algebra two, and pre-calculus. Um, and then under social studies, there's sociology, philosophy, world history, history, um, government, geography, and economics. And then under photography and the country categories, uh, there's photography, digital imaging one, and digital imaging two. And then for countries, there's Chile, Brazil, and India. Um, so there's like lots of different categories and even whenever you go into um, CK12 as a teacher, mm -hmm. um, you can pick even more um, for your students to learn. Um, and the lessons are fairly easy, easy to use. You just have to like follow the correct buttons to get to the lesson mm -hmm. that you select. Um, but it's pretty easy and self-explanatory to get there. Okay. Um, do teachers create their own lessons or are these lessons provided to you from CK12? Um, most of them are provided, but there, I, there is like an option where you could kind of create a lesson um, by yourself, but you can add in things to the lessons, basically. Cool. So I guess going off of that, what are some other features that teachers can use with this app? Yeah, so whenever you go to sign up, um, you have to make sure that like whenever you're signing up, you sign up 
for a teacher account because if you don't hit the teacher option, it'll automatically sign you up as a student. Mm -hmm. um, but then once you've signed up as a teacher, um, it takes you to this screen where you select what grade levels you teach and then the subjects that you're teaching. And it makes it really easy for you um, for like the different options that you get to pick. And it puts the lessons all in one place for you. And then you can add your students and pick the assignments for your students. Oh, that's super cool. Um, so for teacher candidates like us, are you able to still create an account without like actually working at a school or do you, would this be something you would have to wait on until you're hired on in a school district? No, so you can create um, an account as a teacher, even if you don't teach as an actual, um, at an actual school, um, you would basically just have like a demo class okay. type of thing. Um, where you can like assign like fake students different assignments to see how it would work for whenever you're an actual teacher. Okay, gotcha. That's super cool. Um, how does this fit in with SES, ESL, and SPED students? Um, so basically whenever you have a low SES or socioeconomic status, that means that the poverty and poor health um, in an area usually correlates, sorry, excuse me, uh, with the lower education. Um, so I think CK12 is a great resource for SES because um, it is completely free. Um, so if you have access to internet, then you can have access to CK12 lessons. Okay. And then CK12 is also a great resource for ESL or English as a second language learners uh, because the textbooks are available in uh, Italian, Brazilian, and Indian. Um, and so I think it could do just a little bit better if it had other languages available, but like that's a good start. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and then I didn't really see any information about if it was useful for SPED or special education learners. Mm -hmm. um, whenever I looked through the website more, I didn't see like a place where you could make uh, the lessons better or more useful mm -hmm. for special education learners. So that could be something that could be kind of improved upon. Yeah. And I guess that could be hard um, on their end of it since SPED students, like their needs are so unique and individualized. Yeah. It's really diverse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that would make sense. Um, so how would this rate on a couple of the different frameworks that we've looked at so far? Yeah, so I picked um, SAMR and PICRAP. Um, and so SAMR or SAMR uh, stands for Substitution, Augmentation, Modification, Redefinition. Um, and so the goal um, with the SAMR rating scale is for your technology to rate as redefinition, like as the highest one. Mm -hmm. um, which means the technology allows for the creation of new tasks that were previously inconceivable. And so I would rate um, CK12 between augmentation, uh, which is technology acts as a direct substitute with functional improvement and modification, which is technology allows for significant task redesign. Um, so of course, students could like do these lessons on CK12 in the classroom without the website, but they couldn't have access to repeating the lesson over and over again, mm -hmm. like they could with CK12. And so the students can go through and practice until they feel more comfortable with the lesson. And then um, 
that you couldn't really do that in the classroom because the teacher doesn't really have time to, to repeat the lesson over and over again to them. Mm -hmm. um, so I want to grade at redefinition because I don't think CK-12 really allows for that creation of new tasks that mm -hmm. it has in the definition of redefinition. Oh, that's a lot of definitions. Okay, <laughs> so anyway. Um, so for PickRat, um, I, I didn't think it rated very highly on the PickRat scale. Um, I would rate it PA, meaning passive and amplifies. And so I would say the students are pretty passive in their learning um, because they're usually completing their assignments on their own. Um, there are some ways that you could have them interact where they kind of like partner up and share a computer um, mm -hmm. and kind of figure out the different lessons and problems together. Um, but I didn't really see a good way to interact within the website itself. Um, so like in that way, it could be rated as IA or interactive and amplifies, but um, because you don't really do it through the website, I rated it the um, PA. Okay. And so in my opinion, it uh, amplifies their learning um, because they can repeat the lessons and practice on their own, like I was saying earlier. Mm -hmm. um, and you can even like assign them extra practice if they ask for it or if they need it. Gotcha. Um, is this something that they have access to at home or is this just something that they have access to during the school day? So they can access it um, at home and on their own, like whenever they sign up um, through a student account, they can go through and pick the different um, type of lessons that they want to go through and they can do it on their own even. Like I saw some of the reviews, there are some um, older people doing it. Um, saying that they're trying to teach themselves like pre-calculus again and different mm -hmm. things like that. So they can do it on their own, but, um, or you can join a class um, like they would with, like if I was doing it as a teacher, they could join my class if gotcha. I give them the code. Okay, cool. Um, how would this rate on your own rubric? Okay, so I made my um, rubric out of 12 points and each category is uh, worth four points. And so I would say it gets a 2.5 with uh, student interaction uh, criteria because mm -hmm. they can interact with one another, but not very easily through the app itself. Um, and then I'd say it received four points for student comprehension though, because the lessons are designed specifically for the different age groups. Mm -hmm. So that means they, they put a lot of like thought and time into um, what information um the lessons have and like how to make it easiest for the student to learn it okay. um and then i would say it receives three points for student internalization because at times with online learning students just go through the motions of getting an assignment done without okay. like actually internalizing the information they're receiving mm -hmm. so in total i would give ck12 um a 9.5 out of 12 on my rubric scale which is pretty good yeah um, and so, yeah, I think CK-12 is pretty great. Yeah, it sounds pretty amazing, um, being able to reach to all sorts of different students with their, um, different needs. So, it's exciting. Is that something you would want to use in your classroom? Yeah, I think so. I think I would definitely want to use it, especially since it has all the different types of, um, like, subjects that you can have your students learn. Okay, cool. Awesome. Yeah.
So on to your app. Um, what app are you using and how does it like generally rate on different review sites? So um, my app is Class Dojo. Um, and that's the one that we did for our group project. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was, it seemed like super good. Um, a lot of different tools to use in the classroom. Um, but when I looked on it, like looked more into it and looked at the different reviews, it seemed like a lot of parents didn't actually like it that much. Um, yeah, I actually found a lot more negative reviews. Um, just because uh, parents would be like, oh, my child is coming home stressed about her points. She wants to know what she can do more about her points. And so I think um, a lot of parents were looking at it as these students were being extrinsically motivated to behave well in class. Um, and a lot of them were saying, you know, like, my, my kid's a good kid. They do well in school. They have good behavior. But um, it's just making it so they don't want to go to class because they don't want to lose points, you know? Um, and then on the other hand, for struggling kids, they were just becoming more frustrated because they just kept seeing their points being taken away. Um, and I'll get more into like my opinions on that afterwards. Um, but on the other hand, it seemed like there were a good handful of teachers who really liked it because it allowed for easy communication with parents. It was visually appealing to students because um, I think that's kind of where it's geared towards is younger students. Um, and a lot of the teachers said it was like, it, it was easy to set up their own class with their own students um, and that it was free. Um, that was a big part of it is that it was free. Um, there was a portion of it called Class Dojo Beyond. Um, and that's something that parents can use at home for like more of like chores and like getting to bed, doing their homework, um, which that costed money. And the only thing I could find was that it was approximately $9, but it really just seemed like it was mixed reviews. And I think a lot of it comes down to um, just like any teaching method or ed tech app, you kind of have to figure out how to use it in your own classroom. Um, and it's not like, it's not a cookie cutter app application. Yeah. So that was kind of a long answer to that, but it seemed like there were just mixed reviews depending on if you're a parent or a teacher. Right, and like the parents might think like, because they kind of have to deal with the emotional side at home, mm -hmm. or, like, that's probably why they're, like, oh, this is annoying, like, my child's just complaining about it all the time, whereas teachers don't really see that side of things. Yeah. So, that makes sense, where it would kind of be, like, a split between the two. Mm -hmm. um, so, what does Class Dojo um, have to offer students, like, specifically in the app? So, this is a classroom management application, so I feel like a lot of it isn't directly geared towards like students and content um, areas. It does students to upload work um, for their ports. A lot of it is um, just them receiving points or dojo points from the teacher. So I don't think they have very much control of the application, um, but they can see where their points are um, and the work that the teacher uploads. 
onto their portfolio. So I wouldn't say there's much to offer students. Um, it's mainly for the teacher. Okay. But that kind of makes sense with like the age, isn't it for like younger students? Yeah, it seems more directed towards younger students. Yeah, so that would probably they don't want like the students to have like too much control or else <laughs> like they might like mess up the app or something. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. So um, I guess like going along with that, what about for teachers? So looking at it, so like, you know, we don't have experience much in the classroom as a lot of like the teachers right. who put reviews for this application. Um, but it seems, you know, there are a lot of tools in like the toolkit that they can use. Um, that's, you know, easy access, like the timer. Um, it creates groups for you, which I think is pretty awesome. Um, <laughs> teacher. Um, like I said earlier, provides easy communication with the parents. Um, that was something I saw a lot of like positivity from the teacher aspect of it. Um, there were some complaints on the parent aspect. Um, just saying that they didn't like getting notifications all the time. Um, and they couldn't download pictures. So I think as a teacher, it's really great to, you know, um, like ideally it'd be really great, but I think in reality, you kind of have to be aware of your students and their parents and their individual needs. Um, oops. Oh, what was I going to say? Hold on. Um, I lost my train of thought. There was something I was going to add. Oh, um, something for like a point for teachers is um, there's flexibility to kind of make it your own classroom, like to fit the needs of your classroom in the way that you can choose what parents see in regards to like their child's points, dojo points. Like I know there were complaints from parents like, oh, I did not, I didn't want to like know um, everything that my child was doing wrong. So you can make it so they only see positive points. And I think as a teacher, that would be really great to use in the classroom because you know you can let, you, you can build that positive relationship with the parents. Um, and then when there is a real problem, you can go to them, like have an in-person parent-teacher conference or send them an email privately um, addressing a concern. So I think if, like, if I were to use this in my classroom, that's probably what I would do. And I think that would be good for other teachers to do, um, just so they're not bugging the parents too much about it. Um, and that they're still maintaining a professional um, relationship with the parents. All right. Good. That sounds great. Um, so how does it rate um, with different types of things like SES and ESL um, or SPED? So um, first addressing the SPED and ESL, um, I did, I didn't see anything on like the actual application or class dojo's website that was directly towards those areas of like those kinds of students. But I did see quite a bit of reviews for some special ed teachers that said um, it was really helpful in their classroom to help manage their students' behavior uh, and just kind of have almost a record of what was going on in the classroom. And so they said that they liked it. Um, 
And so again, I think it would just depend on your own students as a teacher and testing it out to see if it would work um, using the points and see if it would actually um, change behaviors if that's what they needed. Um, ESL students, something that I saw was that when you post to like your community chat, um, parents who don't speak English can easily translate your message into their language that they're looking for or the language that they speak. So I thought that was a really cool um, feature to Class Dojo. Uh, I don't think there's many, like again, because you're the like the teacher's mainly the one using it. I don't think the student would have to worry too much about it unless they were wanting to like look at their portfolio um, or also look at the community chat. But I would say in regard, like it really helps ESL parents who want to know what's going on in their child's classroom. Um, SES students, I think, um, again, because the students aren't really doing too much with it, um, it could be good. Uh, I, and then again, my overall take with this is try it out with your classroom, but if it doesn't work, don't push it. And so I think that's the same thing with like students who come from that kind of poverty and background would be check it out, see if it works for those students or for your classroom. And then if it doesn't figure something else out. Um, I think it could be hard for those parents um, because, you know, if they're in poverty and they don't have access to internet, they wouldn't be able to keep up with uh, their child's dojo points or progression in the classroom. Right. So I think that would be a setback if you were working in a more lower class poverty school. Yeah. Or like if you live in like an area where like the internet is really bad <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. Um, so what about how Fox Dojo rates with um, different frameworks that we've been looking into? Yeah. Um, so I chose to also look at SAMR and then TPAC as well. Um, I rated Class Dojo at, I think, the same one, same level as you did for yours, augmentation and modification. Because I think it does um, take classroom management to a next level. Um, and it, it not only substitutes it with technology, but it also kind of uh, gives different tools to um, make it better, make classroom management better. Um, I think there's different resources that would make it so it would be augmentation or modification. I just think it depends on how the teacher uses it. Um, on where it would fall between those two. Uh, for TPAC, I said it was technological, pedagogical knowledge area um, because you can't really do much with content, so the students aren't benefiting from, like, they're not learning content with the app, um, but you are working on their social skills and their behaviors in the classroom. So you're using technology to support that. So that's why I put it in that area. Yeah. Sounds good. Um, so of course, like, how would you rate it um, personally? So 
with this because I mean like I said earlier there wasn't much like student facing uh, interactions with this um, but I have uh, best practice so like collaboration um, collaboration is my big one for best practice category uh, classroom management and then content so I kind of use the frameworks to kind of guide the, that last one um, best practice on a scale from one to five, I would probably give like a 2.5 or a three um, because it does have that feature to use groups. And so I think you can easily um, use that to get your students interacting with one another. Um, it can also be a motivational factor if the students recognize that other students are bringing the class down. Um, so I'd probably put 2.5 or 3. Classroom management. Um, I would probably put it at 3.5 or a 4 because I think there are a lot of benefits from it um, as a teacher, but you just have to keep in mind, again, the students and the parents' needs um, and just take into account uh, what would be best for your classroom. And then content, I'd put a one or a two because well, you can upload like pictures of a student's work and put it in their portfolios for them to look at later, you're not actively giving out worksheets and assignments um, over this platform um, since oh. it's classroom management and not a learning management system. Right. So yeah, overall, I would give it a 10 out of 15, just because there's a lot of benefits from it, but you you just have to test it out on your own students um, and see what would work best for them. And take into account the reviews I've read of parents and students' experiences at, on like the home side of it. Um, it seemed to be kind of a struggle, so I think um, just making sure that when you do use it, uh, for classroom management to also remember to make sure you're modeling correct behavior um, and giving like appropriate feedback for that behavior. You don't want to just take down points and then not tell them what they should be doing. So yeah, that's where I would end it. All right, perfect. Very good job. I really like that. I think um, I learned a lot. Do you think you would want to use it in your own classroom? I think I'll give it a shot and then just kind of monitor and make sure I'm keeping open communication with the parents to see like how the students are responding at home about it. Um, and then keep that into account as I uh, continually evaluate whether to use it in the, for the rest of the year or not. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. Perfect, okay, I guess we'll say goodbye to everyone. <laughs> goodbye. Bye guys, <laughs> thanks for listening. <laughs>